welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 197 for Saturday the 18th of April 2020. Coming up this week, I'm out of Facebook jail again, and I have some very interesting results to share with you about this month's box set sales. My second non-fiction book of 2020 is ready to go for its proofread. This one was turned around in less than a month, and at last I've given my author platform some love. It's high time too, I hadn't realised how much dust had collected there. Welcome to this week's podcast diary. I hope you're safe and well wherever you are in the world. This week has continued much as the last couple of weeks have been. I've been out for my morning runs virtually every day of the week. My wife's joining me now. Managed to get her up to four kilometres. Was it yesterday? Yes, on Thursday. And uh, she's promised me she'll let me push her to five kilometres on Sunday. So enjoying our little runs in the park. It's absolutely beautiful there at this time of year. And I'm doing that. Always get that done before nine o'clock in the morning before everybody's out. And then I'm still working in that window between about 11 and two or three, either seeing clients or writing. And then I'm scrabble with my mum, uh, 3.30 till about tea time. And then in the evening, I'm getting a couple of hours work done and then a bit of Netflix in the evening. So that is the new routine. And it's good to be the new routine or the established routine as it is now for the next three weeks, because we're carrying on in lockdown in the UK for the next three weeks. So I'm going to use that as my opportunity to write the next nonfiction book, which I'll tell you about in a moment or two. But first this week, I finished How to Create and Sell Digital Products. I finished that this morning. Um, I finished writing it yesterday in a burst of energy. And this morning, I went through the final comments that uh, my readers have have left. So thank you if you were reading that book for me. The drawbridge has gone up now. I can't take any more comments. So I've worked through and made changes around all the comments that I've had and I gave it a, a read through. I looked at it for consistency. I made sure all the headings were of the right format. So I've now passed it on to Julie Stock, who is good to give me a proofread on it. So it's about 30,000 words in length, which is shorter than the podcast book. But in actual fact, that's kind of the length I like to write with nonfiction. Generally, I'm looking about 20 to 30,000 words on a nonfiction. If you look at the Chris Fox books, for instance, I don't know how long they are but they will not be, they won't be 50,000 words, that's for sure. I would reckon they're about 20,000 words, roughly the Chris Fox books. And he sells those at full price and sells them by the bucket load. So that's really what I'm aiming for. The podcasting book was a bit longer than I'd expected to write, but that's kind of what I wanted to share, I suppose. Uh, And it was a bit of a work of love. Whereas this book uh, is 30,000 words. The next book actually might be closer to 40. There's quite a lot to say in that. We'll, We'll just have to see how it goes. So I've been writing on Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday and Thursday since I spoke to you last. And sometimes, I think a couple of days this week, I did two chapters because some of those chapters were fairly brief. And then I was editing as I went along. So I was working through all the comments that have been made and doing my edit on it on uh, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. And then I did some this morning. Well, I finished it off this morning and caught up. So that book's kind of, you know, good good for off now, or as good for off as it's going to get. And, and I sent it off to Julie Stock this morning. So uh, that book is done, and it's on to the next one now. Now, the book was down for a, 
pre-release. It was on pre-order for something like July, that creating and selling digital products book, which is which is way too late. I mean, I'm ready way ahead with that. But of course, I think that I'm pretty sure that date was set before we all went into lockdown. So what I'm planning on doing is is just releasing the thing. And then if I get the penalty from Amazon, I think the arrangement is at the moment that we just send them an email and say, oh, by the way, it's due to the pandemic and they let you off. They don't give you the penalty. So I'll work that out when I come to it. I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. But first, obviously, uh, Julie's going to work on the proof, the, uh, the proofread. And when I get the proofread back, I'll be able to give Sean Stevens the the page counts, which will allow him in turn to send me over the PDF for the uh, paperback edition of that book. So five-figure success formula is all ready to go. I forgot to tell you this last week, by the way, but what I found is when I started the podcast four years ago, I created a self-publishing course, which some of you would have seen, I think, and it was a, an A to Z of, of self-publishing. Now, that was on, I think I did it on Teachable. I also had it on a website at one stage. So I, I like not to have things just on one platform. But I took the website down a while ago and it's still sitting on Teachable, but I don't sell it and haven't sold it for ages because it's a little bit out of date now. And I don't want to sell something that's out of date, nor can I be bothered to refresh it. So it's just kind of sitting there in limbo. And I guess the people who had access to it still have access to it. But that was a very comprehensive self-publishing course. And I found out when I was going to plan the five-figure uh, fiction formula, the, the next non-fiction book I'm writing, I looked at the old course and I found that actually most of my headers for that book, my headers and subheaders, are really just, um, I don't, I hate to use the word regurgitating, but let's say repurposing is a more polite way of putting it. I'm repurposing the structure that I used for that self-publishing academy course, because frankly, it's a very sensible, uh, you know, sequence of events for a non-fiction uh, you know, book. So I, I basically lifted all of the video titles, I've turned those into chapter headings and subheadings, and I've added some new stuff because, of course, the world's changed. So when I recorded the videos for that course, Create Space was a thing. And obviously, Create Space isn't a thing anymore. Uh, we just list them within the KDP dashboard. So there's been a few minor changes in there. And I think the biggest changes, and this is always the curse of what I do, which is why I'm trying to get out of that that vicious cycle, is that all the interfaces have changed. Very few of the sites look like they did four years ago. And that's always the problem with the stuff that I do, that everything's changing every five minutes. So that's why I kind of left that course to be abandoned. But when I was running through it, I was thinking, actually, there's a lot of good stuff in here. A lot of this stuff is still uh, current. So there's a whole sequence there on writing nonfiction and how you can pick topics and research topics and how you should plan a non-fiction book. There's a lot of great uh, content in there. So I might uh, repurpose rather than regurgitate. Notice my choice of words. One is more salesy, the other isn't. Um, I might repurpose some of that content, the stuff that's still con uh, current and was generic. And I might somehow link that in with the five-figure uh, success formula book in some way, either as bonus content or something like that, or maybe something I just sell for $20 or, you know, something like that, just some extra videos. Um, I was surprised actually how much of that course is actually still sort of current and relevant and would be interesting now. So um, that was a pleasant surprise for me. So I, I, I meant to mention this, I think I teased it last week and then probably forgot to tell you it in last week's diary. And that is that I was really pleased to see that all my my book was pretty well there in course form. I just have to uh, repurpose it in a slightly different way. Uh, also with Five Figure Success Formula, that is ready for pre-release. I've listed it on pre-sale for the 15th of June release. 
That will coincide with the final podcast episode for Self-Publishing Journeys, which will go out on Saturday the 13th of June. And so my feeling with Self-Publishing Journeys is that the website and all that content will sit there. I'll do some jiggery-pokery in the background to to use that um, site, which is effectively evergreen. It can just sit there and, and generate traffic for me for however many you know years it sits there. And I'll make sure that all my non-fiction books are promoted across that site because I've got little widgets that allow me to drop ads across the whole website. And I'll just sort of throw a dust sheet over that website and um, just let it work for me in the search engines. Um, the other thing I've done is Sean Stevens has designed the new book cover. So this is my third nonfiction of 2020. Um, you can have a look at it. I'll put it on the show notes, actually. I remember to put the cover on the show notes. That's the ebook cover. And as with all the other covers I've done, Sean designs the ebook cover for me. And then at the minute I know how many pages I've got in the paperback, I let Sean know that allows him to calculate the width of the spine. And he then sends me the PDF of the paperback um, cover. And I can then list it obviously on Amazon and in Ingram Spark and all the other places. So I will start to write five figure success formula on Monday. At the moment, I don't have any more. When have I got, I've got one, one hour session. I'm finishing off the clients that I had pre-lockdown. So they won't, that won't really interfere, I don't think, with my writing time. But I've, I've pretty well scheduled writing for the next 21 days um, without interruption. That's a chapter a day. Whether I'll be able to achieve that, I don't know. But I should have it. I, what I'm aiming to do is to make sure that that five-figure success formula book is written by the time that our current lockdown in the UK is supposed to end. And I think the date they were giving us on the news last night was about the 7th of May. So that gives me plenty of time to get that book written and also to squeeze some clients in as well. Um, so I'm not going anywhere for the next three weeks. Uh, that's that's how it is in the UK at the moment. So I might as well be productive and do work that I can do. And when that book's done, I will start to move for the next four weeks or three or four weeks into only planning the Shadow Falls trilogy, which is my next fiction. Um, it's not a trilogy. It will be books two and three of the trilogy. I've already written book one, but I will start planning work. I've given myself three to four weeks to plan that, seeing as I'm sort of struggling so much at the moment with what's going on in the world, kind of with the creative stuff. And I'm due to start writing that on the 4th of June, or if we're still kind of in lockdown and restricted, then I'll, I'll write 1,700 words daily and I'll start writing that on the 1st of June. So there's, there's question marks about what happens post lockdown and, and post lockdown, what that might look like. It's still going to be very restricted, I think, but does it involve, you know, potentially uh, student children going back for the latter part of the term? Would it involve my wife going back to work? There's all those questions that we haven't got answered yet. So. I've basically committed to the next block of three weeks, which gives I have certainty over. And then I will look at the, the time after that. I know what I've got to do. I'll determine how I'm going to do it and how I'm going to allocate my time when I know where we are in three weeks' time. Okay, so that's writing news for this week. In general news, I'm delighted to say that for the third time, uh, Facebook have released my account. They did it first thing on Saturday morning. No further explanation. I had uh, submitted a, uh, a note of, of complaint to them or appeal as they call it. Um, and they just said, yeah, that's fine. 
and they just gave me the account back. Um, and I used the feedback console to have a good old rant at them, um, you know, to say, I've spent this amount of money with you and it doesn't make me feel valued as a customer. It's very disruptive to my business. It really, you know, isn't a clever way to behave. So I've had a good old rant. <laughs> probably end up with me getting terminated for good, won't it? But, you know, it really isn't acceptable, is it? Um, to just to keep doing that with no explanation whatsoever. It's just so irrational behaviour. Um, so anyhow, Facebook is back on again for the time being. I fully expect it to be pulled again at some point and have to go back for appeal. Uh, we'll see see what happens. So I want to give you some numbers then as to my box set, which is continuing to do well and it's done better than it did last month. So this month I've made more profit in the first 14 days of April than I did in the whole of last month. So I did say to you in the big blog post that I did, I did say to you that, you know, part of working with Facebook and with any kind of ads or sales process is that you've got to test stuff. It doesn't usually work straight away. And you usually have to have quite a lot of resilience when you're testing adverts, because usually what most people do is they spend a little bit of money, they don't get anything back, and they just see all the money going out and nothing coming in. And they say, okay, I'm going to pull the ads. I've had enough now. Facebook ads don't work or Amazon ads don't work. And that's that's usually what happens. And, and I'm also guilty of doing that. I've probably done that with BookBub ads, to be honest with you. But these ads are working because I stuck with them and I could see that some of them were working pretty early, but I had other experiments going on, which I messed up. So it reduced my profitability last month, even though I was obviously quite happy with the profitability, but I exceeded my uh, net profit. So this is the profit I've made after paying for the advert costs in the first 14 days of April. So uh, obviously those ads are going well now. And I'm spending now £125 a day, well, up to £125 a day on my UK ads and my uh, my US ads. So I'm spending up to £250 a day on Facebook adverts. And generally, I'm um, that's 250 out, and it's roughly 525 to 550 back in, in income. So that's about, it's over £300 of profit per day at the moment. So let me tell you how that equates. I did the numbers at midday on Friday the 17th of April. So this is where I was about sort of 16 and a half days into April. And these are only the numbers for that box set. I have excluded other sales in this. This is only the box set. So on that box set at midday today, I had 1,000,000 964,014 page reads on that box set, nearly 2 million page reads. My total account is is well over 2 million at the moment, but um, I'm only giving you the numbers for the box set. On the box set in the first 17 days of April, I made 6,745 sales. My gross income uh, so far has been... Now, by the way, I'm I'm just for for ease, I'm using... When you go into the KDP dashboard, you can assume a decrease. You could use last month's payment rate for Kindle Reads, or you can assume an increase. For this week's figures, just to save giving you three sets of figures, I've assumed that it stays the same as last week. So my gross income on just that box set, this is excluding all my other books, this is just the box set. My gross income on the box set is £8,836.59. In dollars, that's $11,007.22. And it's $10,153.50. Uh, 
0.06 euros, just so that you know you could kind of get a feel for what that number is. My ad spend in the first 16 and a half days of this month was £3,743.97. And my profit so far in the first 16 and a half days of April, this is profit, net, this is net, is £5,092.62. So that's what I've made in profit in, in the first 17 and a half days, sorry, 16 and a half days, no, seven, uh, 16 and a half, yeah, 16 and a half days of this month. Um, so if that continues, usually what I do is I take that profit, so if I take that amount, divide it by um, 16 and a half, times it by 30, and that tells me that my my I, I should be on target if it continues at that rate, that should be nine thousand of profit this month after all of my adverts, all my ad costs are paid, and it should be about sixteen thousand pounds of income this month, and that would give me a, about twenty six thousand pounds of income over two months, and it would give me thirteen to fourteen thousand pounds of profit over two months just on the box set. I've excluded all my other books um, from that, so. Um, that's going pretty well, isn't it? Now, you know, uh, I want to tell you. I just want to again. I want to. Sh- I want to share the good, bad, and the ugly with this. Uh, clearly, I'm. I'm very happy with that. And, and clearly, you know, having that cash flow in the business uh, makes things uh, very good for the year ahead. Um, you know, so I'm. I'm tucking money by now for for edits and and covers and things like that. And it's great because normally I'm. I'm earning that hand to mouth, and it's nice to be able to just tuck that money aside. Uh, for, you know, to to keep bootstrapping the business to put plowing back into the business. But I, I wanted to tell you that, you know, I feel massively exposed at the moment on my credit card. You, I've, I've running thousands of pounds up in in credit card. It's not, it's not kind of debt. They call it good debt, bad debt. Um, you know, it's not, if you, what, if you read, um, was it Rich Dad, Poor Dad? If you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, I'm sure it's in there. You've got the concept of what's good debt and, and what's bad debt. So that would be bad debt if I wasn't able to pay it back. Um, you know, if I was just running up on a credit card with no hope of paying it back, it's good debt because it's creating a net profit for me and the money's coming back from Amazon. But just, just imagine this scenario because we all know that it's happened. Imagine a scenario where Amazon got a bee in their bonnet about my account for whatever reason. We, we all know that they do sometimes. And if they locked my account and didn't pay me that income, all right? That would leave me up the creek without a paddle. Um, and it did just occur to me this week. I, um, I saw a Mark Dawson post, um, where I think people were having problems with something to do with the German markets. Like, yeah, they were getting their accounts clamped. And I just had that kind of moment of panic thinking, Oh, you know what? If I got, if I got clamped by Amazon now with all that exposure on credit card expenditure on the ads, that would cause me a real problem now. So I just, I just wanted to know that this isn't all plain sailing, guys. But, but I think my mum went white when I was telling her about it the other day. And I was saying, well, you know, I know it's all very nice, mum, but you know, actually, I am quite exposed on this. Um, I have to pay up front uh, in the expectation that I'll get that that money back, and it's all fine and dandy if the money comes back. But if we have any kind of a problem with that, um, you know, this is why I always budget for the lowest amount possible 
So I always assume a decrease. I always, I'm always looking for the most negative budgeting that I can get. So I don't get caught out in any way, um, with this. But, you know, there is that point of exposure. There's no reason for me to think, you know, no reason whatsoever to think that that would happen. I've certainly given no reason for it to happen. But, you know, you are, you do expose yourself a little bit here. Now, when, when I have the first income coming in from this, I will be able to settle that credit card debt in one fell swoop. And it'll be the first thing I do. The credit cards will just get completely paid off because it'll stop me kind of sweating about it. Um, and I'll, I, and obviously I'll be running up, I'll be running up new exposure. But when we get the second month's payment in, I'll, I'll actually be ahead of it and actually be able to pay with cash rather than paying on a credit card at that stage. But you know, I, uh, it must be about, I don't know what it is. I, I must tot it up actually, but it's, it must be nearly 10,000 pounds worth of credit card exposure on there uh, because because of course I'm doing it because because as I said to you every uh, 250 quid I spend I'm getting 525 to 550 back you know so it would be mad not to do that but I just wanted you to understand that it does give me exposure and Adam Croft I assume must have been exposed in this way because when he had his success on Facebook he, you know he couldn't keep up with it um, and he and I think he maxed out all his credit cards and he was asking relatives I think and friends you know to help him and he was showing them the numbers and saying look this is a money machine this money's coming back there's no risk here but you do for that first two months you have that exposure. I just wanted to let you know that I don't sort of take that lightly. It does make me panic a bit because I've, I've never had that amount of money on credit cards before because I always settle, settle them off. I'm not used to running that on a credit card, but you can see that I'd be crazy not to do it because it's doing so well in terms of income. So as I said, I do want you to know the good, the bad and the ugly of this. Um, you know, there is an exposure there, uh, but we have to do these things. You know, we're either serious about our business or we're not. And there are people who are taking considerably bigger gambles than I am at the moment around the pandemic with their businesses and taking loans in the expectation that they'll be able to get their businesses going when we come out of this uh, current crisis. So, you know, business involves risk sometimes. And and often, you know, to, I guess to a certain point so far, the risk I've taken is with my time. And I've ploughed all the money I ever made on books back into that business. And, and I guess... I didn't take money out of it. So my exposure has been in my time and my effort. But now I'm putting my neck on the chopping block with my credit card, you know, so I'm financially exposed now. And clearly the reward will come back at some point, or hopefully it will it better come back at some point. But, um, you know, it does make me, I am panicking. I will be panicking until that first large payment comes in, which is not the end of this month, it's the end of May when the first uh, decent payment comes in. So that's you up to date. I'll keep updating you with that and let you know where we are at the end of the month. But we're on target, as I say, for about 15 or 16,000 pounds of gross income this month, which is about, it's about five and a half, uh, about five and a half more than last month. Um, but there's no sort of sign of the ads flagging in any way. The response on Facebook is absolutely remarkable because people can comment on the ads. I just, it's a constant flow of people just saying, loving these books, thoroughly enjoying them, you know, reading these, uh, love the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. Very, very occasionally, maybe in the past week, two to three people saying, uh, you know, it's boring. Um, it was a bit too slow to start. And it really, I get a small percentage of people who say that about Don't Tell Meg. And I sort of think, you're reading it backwards or something. You know, are you reading, just reading the author notes? Because I don't get that from the majority of people, but it must just be a style thing, mustn't it? Or I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm not going to change the book because the majority of people like it. But it's just honestly on each of those 
Facebook ads, they've all got, I think it's safe to say that each ad that I'm running now obviously creates a page of comments and likes. And I think it's fairly safe to say that most of them have got at least 100, if not more, positive comments there saying, enjoy the books, what a great deal, that sort of thing. So, you know, it really has been an eye opener for me and it's it's continuing to do uh, very well. If I start to see it flagging, I'm going to have to go out audience hunting again and see if I can bolster the audience and give it another push. But I shall continue to push it for as long as I get the results and for as long as Facebook doesn't uh, clamp me again. Okay, moving on then. Um, <laughs> I've got, I also write sci-fi and I've got the grid could go for another book bub on Saturday. So um, I've basically been alternating the grid uh, one and secret bunker one on book bub. They're not biting at the moment, but I just keep trying them. Every time I get knocked back, I put it in the diary and I shall just keep trying with the grid one and I shall try with the secret bunker one. I will not accept uh, I think it was the secret bunker they put in horror. I won't accept it in horror again. Has to go in sci-fi or dystopian. Um, I won't accept it in horror again because it's not the right audience for it. So I'd rather not have the book bub than accept it going in horror again. I, I want I want the secret bunker to go into sci-fi and I want the grid to go into sci-fi. So really, I'm just waiting until they say yes, as far as that's concerned. I decided. I think I told you this last week that I'm still not having particular success with my podcast ads on Facebook and my science fiction seven pack promo on Facebook. And what I think I'm going to do, and I need to get this done. I hope to, to do this by the time I spoke to you today. I'm going to go back onto Fiverr and I'm going to get some new box set images done for the seven pack of sci-fis. Now, when I did that originally, I packaged them as a seven pack of books and I advertise them on Payhip and I promoted it through BookFunnel. So I was doing BookFunnel promos on free books and I had a Payhip offer for a seven pack of books. I did this, this is must be almost a year ago when I was selling books direct. I was experimenting with that and I, I made my own kind of cover there and got it made into a, a box set image. And I was looking at that the other day. I was, I was just thinking to myself, why isn't that one selling where the thriller one is? And the feedback I got from the clicks on the Facebook ad was they didn't like the box set that I'd made, but they did like the box set that had the Don't Tell Meg cover at the front of it. So what I've decided to do is I'm going to get probably three versions of a sci-fi box set made. On one of them, I'll put Phase 6 at the front as the front book. I'll put Secret Bunker as one of them, the front book on the other. And then I'll put The Grid 1 as the front book on the, a third version of it and I'll test the versions. So this is what we call split testing, where you take a look at an advert and you say, well, right, that's not working. Why is that not working? Well, it might be the audience and I've split the audience off. Um, so when I did the audience at first, it was what you might call a scattergun science fiction audience. So it was a bit of a mix, to be honest with you. It had, um, I was targeting sci-fi like um, Babylon 5 and Star Trek and the new Battlestar Galactica, but I was also targeting dystopian films like Hunger Games, Maze Runner, Divergent series. And I think they're probably two separate audiences. So I've split those audiences out, but the ads aren't converting. I'm making sales, but they're not converting like the Thriller one does. So I want to come back to test now, and I want to test a different cover. It made such a big difference with those thrillers. I, I need to test the graphic. So I'll probably get those done either at the end of today or I might get them done over the weekend. And then I'll start to run some new tests on the sci-fi 
the other thing about me sort of burning off money on Facebook ads is I, I, I want to pause a little bit. Um, I, basically, I said to you, I'm, I'm terrified at the amount of money I'm running up on credit cards. I, I just decided that let's wait till I'm on top of the my expenditure. So when that first payments come back in on, on May, and I'm settling off some of those credit cards, and some of the money's coming in then, I thought I'll then start to push the podcast book and the sci-fi book because then I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable about burning up a budget, which doesn't bring me results. But, but I just, what I don't want to be doing at the moment is, is waste seeing money go up in smoke when I'm trying to get my ads working for sci-fi and the podcast book when I'm spending a huge amount on Facebook ads, you know, and running that up on a credit card. I just decided I haven't got the, the guts for it. I'm afraid at the moment. I don't have the stamina for it. Uh, so I, I'm just going to wait with those adverts, those sci-fi and those podcast adverts until uh, probably I'm just feeling a bit more confident with the money. And I got one of those big Amazon payments in and because then I'm, I'm happy to sort of, you usually have to burn a little bit of money when you're getting Facebook ads going. I'm happy to sort of burn money up then uh, with the confidence that I'm on top of those credit card bills. So um, I'll, I'll get those box sets done. I might run some tiny little ads on them just to see if I get an instant bite. Um, but if not, I'll just wait, I think, with the sci-fi and do it at a later date. I actually updated my author website this week. And I, this is one of the jobs I do while my mum's laying her tiles when we're playing Scrabble. I usually have a little nice little easy job I could do that doesn't take much concentration. So that while we're playing, when it's mum's turn and she's thinking about where to lay her figures, I'm usually making a 3D book cover or something like that. So I've act- it is actually quite productive time for me. So I, you know, talk about multi-skilling. I'm talking to my mum on Skype. Uh, on one screen, I've got the Scrabble board. On the other screen, I'm making 3D covers or something like that. So I was making 3D covers um, on myecovermaker.com, which is my favourite website for me making covers using the graphics I've already got. It makes really nice 3D covers and lots of versions of them. And that website was well out of date. It's like life stopped when I was doing rapid release. You can see where I just ran out of time and all I was doing was writing books. But I, it, they, it desperately needed an update. So I put all the three um, non-fiction books on there now. So the non-fiction's up to date. I put the uh, Walker Bay trilogy on there. And you know, I've just refreshed everything. And some of it still still said on the sci-fis with John and James, it said coming soon. I've just literally given it a quick refresh, put some 3D covers on there. Um, you know, just just had a, a a light dusting, and I'll come back and fix it properly uh, later. But yeah, it really just looks like life stopped during rapid release. I just stopped doing any kind of things like that. And I really do need to come back to my author platform and just make sure everything is done. Um, you know, but I am working through it, obviously, in the fullness of time. But I, I, I'm aware that I just need to refresh everything at the moment. The other thing I wanted to say before I finish this week is that the tax is done. Um, all the usual kind of complications and reconciling things and just making sure everything balances, that's all done now. So the numbers are done. I've just got to fill it in online now and then submit my forms to HMRC in the UK and I'll settle up whatever I owe them and then that'll be done for another year. So what I did is I shuffled the jobs. I realised that when I was filling the form in, that I really needed to concentrate and I wanted to do it fresh rather than in the evening. So I finished the non-fiction book today, got that off to Julie, and I'll 
do the, the tax stuff on Saturday and Sunday and, and make sure that form is properly checked and submitted and, and you know get that off and done with. And then when I start on Monday morning, I'm starting afresh with the new non-fiction book and I'll wait for uh, when Julie obviously returns the uh, proofread version, we'll get that published and off and off we go. So that's what I'm up to this week. I hope that whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, that you are safe and well. We'll have another diary for you next Saturday. Until then, have a great week of writing. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.